The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton and I want to just kind of have a dialogue with you today. Uh, and by the way, you can write to me uh, at Opal, O-P-A-L, at me and kids and give me your thoughts on this. But as most of you know, this show is all about combating human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography. And I'm always looking at why is this happening and how do I keep a kid safe and what can we do? That's that's always the question I have. What can we do? What can I do as a human being? And uh, I, w- I want to gear this towards the concept of our kids getting their sexual identity, their moral identity, and uh, quite frankly, their their personal self-worth identity on the worldwide stage. Uh, That is happening in this generation, and it has a lot of implications. And so I want to think about this out loud with you today, if you don't mind, because this relates to the grooming process. And part of the grooming process is that personal self-image that we all have. When I listen to survivors of sex trafficking talk, I've seen buku number of documentaries on it. Uh, now there are many, many, many people finding sex trafficking, and that's a good thing. But when I see the perspective of what's going on out there, I almost always bring it back to ground zero when I hear what they're saying, especially a survivor. And that is, they were someone who had doubts about their self-worth. I remember the GEMS one, uh, and a tremendous organization, this G-E-M-S, by the way, uh, was saying, he come along and he said nice things about me, said I had nice hair, and nobody had said that to me for a long time. So it started for her because she had some doubts about her value, her looks, her um, attractiveness to another human being, male or female, and someone told her something nice. Now, that doesn't surprise me because I wrote a book called Seduce, the Grooming of America's Teenagers, and I can tell you that that is usually how it starts. A, A pimp will come along either on the internet or at the mall or in person at a party somewhere and they will come on to you, and they the first thing they do is give you a compliment and kind to see how you respond. If you put your eyes down, if you're not very confident, they pretty well are sure that you can go to the next stage. If they solicit you online and you're willing to flirt or on those dating sites and you're willing to flirt, that immediately sends them a signal that you might be easier to recruit than others. So self-worth and self-image are absolutely ground zero for 
pimps to begin to evaluate whether or not somebody is going to be easy to seduce and take advantage of. And this this becomes important in the dialogue about the grooming process. Because when how do what is the counteract of that? When I go into schools and I talk to kids, we talk about how do you stand against a predator? You know who you are and what you stand for. You don't take chances. It literally pimps and pedophiles, they work the odds. It's a numbers game. They will come on that internet and throw things out there. And if you start to respond, you are considered easy prey. And so we need to begin to talk to our kids about how do you have online relationships? What's an empowering relationship? What's an exploitive relationship? How do pedophiles work you and how do you stand against them? All of this is dialogue that seems to be missing as we put our kids on the worldwide stage. Where I'm going to go with this, I'm going to what what really has triggered this line of in-depth thinking for me was uh, the Super Bowl halftime with J Lo and Shakira. Uh, you know, I saw it. They're very talented girls, both of them, women, uh, beautiful bodies, extreme talent, uh, great singers, tremendous dancers. They have extraordinary levels of talent. I'm not here in any way, shape, or form to put that down. But there was a lot of controversy about that because theoretically, I mean, we all understand, most of us that live in the real world here, understand that what was happening is that Jennifer Lopez was kind of emulating the Hustler movie that she was in. Um, But that's a movie that you go to And you select that you're going to go to that, understanding that I don't remember if it's R-rated, but I think it was. And so you make a decision, okay, I want to go in and see that based on the rating and what you expect. When you're in a Super Bowl setting, though, with over 100 million, I believe the number was 106 million, after the first 100 million, (laughs) who counts? But anyway, my point is, this is, in fact, as big as it gets. This is on the world stage, and you have people all over the world watching, and you have teenagers all over the world watching, and the message that they're getting is, this is what you have to do to be successful. And they want to emulate that, and I get that. I mean, I'm not a prudent, and I'm not here to to say that, that, you know, there should be no sexuality in our entertainment. It isn't that kind of discussion. But I read an article after that, and I looked at it, uh, this article, and it really has started me thinking. I do not agree with the article. I'll tell you that right now. But the article was written by uh, Hannah Yasharif of USA Today. So it's a, a national publication, if you will. The headline, J-Lo and Shakar's Super Bowl halftime performance was empowering, not objectifying, and here's why. And she makes this kind of wandering kind of argument about how uh, this this was an empowering moment for J-Lo and that it really did not denigrate or uh, hamper the uh, hashtag Me Too era. I disagree with that extremely. This argument that she has come up with has been 
disturbing. It's an article that has stimulated my thinking, and I want to share that with you in this case. It, she goes on to say that, you know, she performed her respective hits along with some special guests on and on and on. The costumes and choreography soon became a source of debate. In a hashtag MeToo era is a show filled with scantily clad women, suggestive dance moves, and pole dancing really what we should be promoting? Is it what we should be promoting? She's saying, absolutely. The MeToo movement is about exposing wrongdoing and allowing victims to take back power. Listen to this argument that she comes up with, and I... I I will tell you right now, I don't agree with the argument, but I want you to hear the argument because I want to stimulate your thinking on this. Her argument is, what better way to honor that than putting women in the driver's seat? In the debate over whether something is empowering or objectifying, it is important to check who holds the power. Lopez and Shakira did nothing Sunday night if not command power. Having a choice is big here. Concerns about objectification arise when the women in question don't have a say or feel pressured into performing a certain way. The empowerment comes from the woman on stage deciding on her own terms that they want to show up, not just the way their bodies look, but all that they're capable of doing. Lopez's pole dance performance seemed to turn heads and raise eyebrows. It also seemed to pose the question of whether the viewers had seen Hustlers, her drama about women who work as strippers and schemed to take back control from wealthy Wall Street employees who frequent their club. And so what she's saying on here, and in fact, let me just finish the next paragraph. As it did in the film, it raises complicated discussions about an industry long seen as demeaning and sexist. But women in recent years have reclaimed pole dancing as an empowering activity. Just Google pole fitness classes to see a myriad uh, options near you. And there's no denying that Lopez herself holds herself up horizontally in the air in a way as she did anything else less than amazing. She has core strength. But what is interesting here as she goes on is that She's justifying this kind of show because it empowers her because she can decide. She holds the control. She can go as far as she wants to. Uh, And she goes on about how other Super Bowls have done the extreme. Here's the thing that I want to say about this. You're watching a family-oriented worldwide uh, kind of entertainment and she was very powerful. I agree with that. But you are also sending a message to kids that if you want to be famous, this just raised the bar. This is how you get it. This is how you get acknowledged. This is how you get discovered is you do these kinds of acts and you be the very best at it. And the reason this is such an important discussion is our kids now have mass audience live streaming where they're emulating that in 15-second videos with the idea of going out and going viral to be discovered. So that means that our kids are getting their sexual identity and moral identity and their own image of self-worth, but they're doing it on the worldwide stage. 
So while they may not see themselves as J-Lo, the message is this is the bar. We just raise the bar of what you need to do to get discovered. And this is how our kids are going to live in the next generation. As they go into mass audience live streaming with millions of followers, they are going to emulate that. And then they are going to be connected to millions of strangers as they wait for one of them to confirm their self-worth. I want to continue this discussion. We're up against the break here, so be stay with me. I'm going to be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, 
chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O P A L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about kind of a convergence of self-worth and likes and mass audience live streaming and what does that have to do with Jennifer Lopez and the Super Bowl. Well, uh, the thing that I wanted to point out here is that Jennifer Lopez is, is a very talented a very beautiful young lady, and she does what she does quite well. But the, there's a secondary factor going on that few people seem to be talking about. There's several articles on here about how she has a right to do that. Uh, there's been all kinds of exotic and raunchy halftimes at Super Bowl And uh, it's kind of an interesting thing because the NFL right now is really on a path to clean up their image and they highlight all these different stars and all the different charities they're promoting and all the work that they do. And and that's true of Jennifer Lopez, too, for what it's worth. She uh, went down to Puerto Rico and and um, did some work down there. And she's very heavy into the hashtag equality movement. And for women to be treated equally. So it's it's an interesting thing because there's all this media going on about equality, and yet they put on a show that has heavy emphasis on um, grinding and, you know, barely being dressed and all of that kind of thing. And then they get reporters to write articles about how it's okay to speak out of both sides of your mouth. And in fact, you know, the fact that you're grinding with confidence says that you're actually a very empowered woman. Well, that isn't what it's all about for me. Uh, You can have those two arguments all day long. Uh, You know, what it kind of reminds me of is um, that argument, you know, we have a we have the Ten Commandments, but everybody kind of wants to uh, throw out the one that says thou shall not commit adultery. You know, I don't steal, I don't kill that. You know, we don't want to talk about that adultery one. It's interesting when you get a conversation here about how, uh, yes, I'm for the Me Too movement and and, uh, we want to empower women and like that, but the same person that's doing that is grinding on the worldwide stage in a very small outfit. So it's kind of an interesting dialogue going on. This show isn't about that. The reason that I want to bring that conversation up is that our kids are watching this. And the thing that I've been concerned about for a little while and um, trying to find ways to define it for you is that 
this will be the generation that gets their sexual identity, their moral identity, uh, their self-worth identity on the global stage. And it is unlike any generation that's ever lived. Uh, this is the generation that will have apps like TikTok and like L-I-K-E-E and uh, Live.me and pretty soon Lasso. So that the feedback doesn't just come from the family or the school group that you know, but you're looking for feedback on the worldwide stage. And that is a sobering and powerful consideration when you get yourself to stop and think about it. Most parents can't do that, by the way. It's almost like I'll just bury my head in the sand and pray and uh, do the best that I can. But it is uh, happening, and we do need to acknowledge that. Let me share with you uh, maybe a little more bluntly what I'm thinking about here. So let's take an app like TikTok. And it's not a bad app, but it will change the way our kids communicate with others out in the world. And if your child is not ready to talk to all the bad guys and good guys in the entire world, they should not be on one of those kind of uh, of apps. I sometimes kid just to be extreme, but, you know, your nine-year-old wants to be on TikTok. Maybe you should first put her in the car or him in the car and drive him down to the strip club and see how they hold up with those guys down there for 15 minutes. Are they mature enough to realize that some of the people in the world are not good people and that they're looking for really bad stuff from another human being, uh, stuff that you would not normally consider in a marriage bed, if you would? And so we we need to think that out because that is what we're doing when we put a child on the worldwide stage. And we're doing it before, number one, before they have cognitive reasoning. Number two, before they have a healthy understanding of what sex is. And I guess I've never really stated that out loud, but I'm glad I just did because I'm going to have that argument with myself all day. But uh, I had not thought about that before, but in the in the past, we normally think we're going to teach our children what healthy sex is based on a relationship, based on respect, based on consent, uh, based on exchange. And at that point, they'll know what a healthy uh, sex interrelationship is. And then when they start to get into situation where somebody's trying to do something to violate them, they'll have something to compare it to. But it just occurred to me, and by the way, I'm thinking this out on the air, but it just occurred to me that the first thing is, is that we're doing this for kids that are 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. They don't even really understand what adult sex is. And quite frankly, I think they should not understand that at 9 or 7 and like that. They need to have a right to have some rite of passage in there where you see things as they ought to be and in reality as opposed to uh, what happened at Super Bowl halftime is not normal reality. In other words, uh Usually, you don't start off in a in a relationship with somebody by pole dancing. You start off by finding the good in each other and and 
character traits and personality traits and and compatibility and that sex is based on a relationship. But what we're doing is putting our kids out there where their personal self-image is based on the number of likes they get, based on the number of followers they get based on the amount of attention they get and how often they do it. So let's talk about this. You know, Facebook was a a bit like that. We're all like that on Facebook. We post something we, you know, we think we look better than normal in that photo. And uh, so we post it and we wait for everybody to go, oh, wow, you're looking thin, you know, your, your hair is gorgeous, whatever. And we wait for that feedback. Well, that is as adults because only 5% of people on Facebook are now under the age of 18. That moved into that hashtag movement of Instagram. And uh, and so we would post and we would wait. And by the way, parents, if you don't know, there are two kinds of Instagram accounts, the Rinsta and the Finsta. Rinsta is the real-life Instagram account that you're seeing, that the Finsta account is their fake account, which you don't know about, and that is really where they're out there expressing their feelings. But where I'm going in the conversation is that we do that because we are waiting for outside approval. And now that has moved into literally kind of on steroids as you move into TikTok. You make that 15-second video and you post it to go viral. The whole idea is that you get the most likes and the most followers. But where are the conversations about this? Because it's extremely competitive. TikTok is the largest app in the world. That out of eight out of ten of the uh, top users of TikTok are U.S. kids, and it is not uncommon to have a million or two or three million likes on there, and a lot of followers. It's just not uncommon, and they can text back to your child. So what is happening is before they get a real life healthy sexual identity and a real-life personal self-worth identity, they're going on the World Wide Web with the idea that they are going to be like Jennifer Lopez and they are going to get discovered. And it puts them on the worldwide stage. So we have a mix of things going on there as they are trying to evaluate their self-worth and their self-image on a very shallow platform. And I'm going to tell you that the world can be a really painful place to get feedback. And it is out there on the World Wide Web. You can easily get duped, exploited, and violated. So while you have this little kid and their heart and they're looking for love in all the wrong places and they're being very competitive and they think they're just having fun, they're still processing it as people give them feedback. And what will happen here is they want to be Jennifer Lopez. So they're going to act like Jennifer Lopez. Nobody is going to get a lot of likes sitting there in a baseball cap and a flannel outfit, you know, reading the Bible. You're not going to do that. It is extremely competitive. And what has happened on the Super Bowl is they just lowered the bar of what you have to do in order to get the number of likes and the number of uh, feedback. So this is an important discussion to have with your kids about how self-worth a number of followers collide. Do they have an impact? And what is it that you have to do to get the most attention 
And then what does that do to yourself and your self-worth and your sense of value as a human being? I say this because this is extremely competitive. At some point, there's only so much you can take off. And where do you go from there to get attention? So it's an important dialogue to have with your kids. My name is Opal Singleton. This show is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We will be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators seduced the grooming of america's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in america three out of four victims are u.s citizens most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the internet sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo sometimes it's catastrophic Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This show is brought to you by Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. We're not a million, we're not one million, we're just simply millionkids.org. I would encourage you to follow Million Kids on Facebook and also uh we have an Instagram link that's on that Facebook account somewhere. I need to find that. I think it's, 
I can't remember right now, but anyway, we'll look it up and give it to you before the show's over. Anyway, uh, I would encourage you to follow us because we deal with this kind of thing all the time. This is uh, based on real cases. I serve as the training and outreach coordinator for the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. I sit with parents whose kids have been violated in the worst ways, and it's tough sometimes. And I sit with kids who are in trouble. The reason this conversation is so important to me is it's what we're all grappling with, including myself. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I have all the answers. I see this happening over and over, and I spend my time trying to get my arms around exactly how all of this works and what can we do differently as parents. And uh, I, I really have just hit on something in my soul as I'm doing this on the air And that is that probably in most cases now, because sexuality is everywhere in our society, uh, it is not a situation where you can just wait and have that sex talk. Honey, this is what sex is. By the time you're six years old, you probably already know about, I mean, um, in sixth grade, you probably already know about anal sex. Our society has corrupted the actual relationship of sex in the most perverse ways often. And so I, it, it just occurred to me that very little dialogue is going on out in our society, especially in the entertainment business, of what a healthy sexual relationship would be, meaning that you have respect, that you have agreement, that you have consent, that you have uh, interaction by caring and uh, adults who want to care for each other and have a mutual exchange. The further we go, sex is often a weapon the, in these games. Sex, you get scores for it as sex is everywhere in our society. And I'm not a prude about that. I, the reason this is so important to me is to understand and help parents understand how to equip their child to live on the World Wide Web that is going to be full of pedophiles and predators who can access their kid. And so I think that one of the ways that we have to talk about that is what is an empowering relationship online and what is an exploitive relationship? And that really has to start with who you are and your own self-worth, your view of yourself. If you see yourself as tainted goods, as damaged goods, and you're going online, you are going to be more willing to take chances because you think, well, that's the best I can get. If you're a person of value and strength of character that you choose to do what's right rather than what's easy, you are going to be harder to recruit. And somehow, if we are going to put our kids on the World Wide Web where they are going to have 10,000 pedophiles trying to access them, that discussion must be stronger than ever on the part of a parent. Here is why. What I see, and I've written the book, Seduce the Grooming of America's Teenagers, what I see is all of us go online and you get those fantasy relationships. It's real easy to do. All of those dating sites are about meeting some wonderful person who's going to save you and make you happy. 
as opposed to you just deciding that you're going to be a happy person, you're looking for those people out there to make you happy. And you engage in those fantasy relationships. Here's what I really have seen about teenagers. They go online, they do something extreme, they wait to be liked, then they get a lot of offers, then that tells them, well, wow, I'm, I'm doing good, I got all these followers, I must be okay. But then the next step is some of those followers start to want to have a one-on-one relationship. One of the things that I have noticed, and I have had parents tell me many, many times, and I believe this working with kids, is that they fall in love the same as if it's the kid next door, and they know them, they can trust them, they can see what they're doing, they can have a real-life exchange, they get that feedback, they can engage, they can be uh, have inhibitions, but you see, the internet takes away your inhibitions. Apparently, so does the Super Bowl. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist. <laughs> anyway, the, the internet takes away your inhibitions. You don't have the same level until you get nailed out there with someone trying to blackmail you. The problem is, once you've been duped, you go into those relationships with real-life emotions, the same emotions you would have if you were falling in love with the kid down the street. So once you find out you've been duped, the pain of that is as bad as they were in a real relationship. I just had a, a father tell me that this happened to their son. And uh, they actually had to go through weeks and weeks of counseling. This kid had fallen in love online. I believe he was only 11 and uh, couldn't release it, was sure it was the real deal, sure that the person was talking to was really a girl and it could have been a guy, 56 years old from Bangkok, you don't know. Anyway, uh, and they had to take them through a lot of therapy to help him understand that was not a real relationship. And you're seeing that more and more. So this is, in my opinion, what what is going on here. When I look at something like uh, our kids doing what Jennifer Lopez was doing, and they will emulate it. What Jennifer Lopez was doing was just simply entertaining at the Super Bowl. But by its very nature has set in our kids the idea of this is how you get attention, this is how you become a star, this is how you get uh, everything you want to be uh, famous and like that. And you can say all you want to about whether or not that affects the Me Too movement. I don't really care one way or the other. What I do care about is what was the message that our teenagers are going to get or in order for you to be famous, this is what you're going to have to do. It's kind of an interesting thing because in another dialogue, Jennifer Lopez was talking about the Me Too movement. And yes, she was seduced into, you know, somebody wanted to have her take her shirt and off and show her boobs and that she stood against it. And she's really proud of that. And I'm proud of her for doing that. But what she doesn't seem to be getting, or at least the people who put the show on, is that you are setting the stage for kids to do this on the World Wide Web. Because this was happening on Super Bowl, it is now okay on TikTok. If you want to see that I'm not a prude and just how crazy this can get, mom and dad go on to uh, YouTube and put in TikTok thought, T-H-O-T. 
and you will see that there is entire worlds of kids out there emulating Jennifer Lopez. However, what they're doing, they're doing that because they're looking for someone to approve of them and give them that feedback. On TikTok, they can get that feedback. Basically, pedophiles, all they have to do is sign up and wait on that document, on that particular app. And basically, they'll say, wow, you're really talented. Meet me on Instagram. Send me more of these videos. Let's talk. I can get you a deal. And they they go in with all their heart believing that they're going to be maybe the next Jennifer Lopez or at least going to be uh, recognized for their talent and being someone of worth. And they get all excited about the whole thing and off they go. I believe that it's important for mom and dad, if you're going to have the app TikTok, you need to sit down and understand how TikTok works. It is not like other apps where you're on, you know, you can you can uh, friend and unfriend. Yes, you can. your profile can either be on or off, but what's the good of being off if you're going to be on TikTok because the idea of TikTok is that you're going to go viral. And the only reason you're on there, yeah, you can see the other videos and that kind of thing. But if you're going to make videos to go out there to go viral, you're going to have to turn that profile off so that it will go viral. And it is at that moment that your child is on the worldwide stage. At the time, and this is going to be the way of the future. So you're not going to be able to shut this off. You're really going to have to understand the app and educate against it. If you want to know more about it, you can contact me, Opal at Million Kids, or you can follow me and kids on Facebook. But the thing, the discussion that you have with your child before they get out there is that this is performing on the world stage. So don't be looking for likes or love or interaction, or friendships, or any kind of communication it, that you're going to see. Because your your self-worth has nothing to do with whether or not you have a million likes. Your value is based on your character and who you are. You are not interested in engaging with millions of people, some of which will hurt you. And the the problem is we cannot afford to put our tender little hearts out there. They're going to get bruised. They're going to get violated. And they are going to get sexualized in a way that has nothing to do with a quality relationship. So I think that this is important for parents to understand and important to have that dialogue with their children. My name is Opal Singleton. This is me and kids.org. The show is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. I want to thank each and every one of you that donate to keep this show on the air. If you're willing to do that, you can go to uh, millionkids.org and hit that donate button. We truly, truly appreciate it. This is very hard work. We cannot do it without your financial support. And I very much appreciate each and every one of you that that donate anything that you can donate to us. It is important to educate our kids, to keep our kids safe from predators. We are up against that break, so I'm going to be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about self-worth and likes and mass audience live streaming and the Super Bowl halftime. You know, uh, one of the things that I wanted to add here is 
where do we go from here? I'm still in the process of thinking a lot of this out, and you're certainly welcome to email me at opal, O-P-A-L, at Million Kids, and give me your thoughts on this. Uh, uh, The thing that I see here, I think about it, we, we worry about it in the terms of our girls because the message is this is how you get love. This is how you get approval. This is how you get likes. You you learn to twerk and pole dance and all of the above and, and uh, like that. But there was a lot more to that than, you know, the, these people are kind of shining this on. Pole dancing is a great form of exercise. Hey, I don't have a problem with that. But in this particular thing, you and I both know that the outfits were created in such a way to make it look like nudity. And there were many crotch shots in there. And uh, there was no doubt in any adult's mind what is going on. I think about that in terms of raising young, healthy young men, uh, boys that are 10, 11, 12 years old, extremely hormonal and trying to get their identity and setting their expectations for what girls want and uh, how girls should behave and, you know, how to deal with a girl. And all of these things will ex- uh, impact our young people's personal identity. I believe that rather than standing around wagging our finger that at, at people like J-Lo or others because, you know, or the NFL, I mean, again, uh, I love football, but you've got all these healthy commercials over here about all the ways they're helping other people while they're running a, a pole dance on their halftime. And so they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. I think that the key here is that one-on-one relationship between parent and child. This teenager, teenage population, you're not going to be able to control it by wagging your finger. That isn't going to get it. I think more than ever, this is going to take the kind of open dialogue that is very difficult for parents to have. And that is to talk early on, more before you're even comfortable talking about sex. The truth is your child's being talked to about sex because they're on the Internet, because they're exposed to that. But I do believe that as a parent, one of the best ways to, to deal with this, what I know about teenagers is they want to be leaders and they don't want to be violated. So I think that you start there and you begin to say, you know, your body is your personal temple. It's the temple of God, quite frankly. And you want to have a relationship where you're respected and the people you deal with are respected. And that doesn't have anything to do with the millions of people that you're going to meet on the Internet that you will know nothing about. Anytime you know a half a million or a million people, a bunch of them are going to be bad guys that you don't agree with. And in fact, maybe you attend some meetings where you hear things you don't agree with and you share with your kids, look, you need to know who you are and what your character is. But more important, I think that it's going to become really important to parents to overcome that inhibition and have those open conversations about sex. 
uh, it is everywhere in the world. So it is up to us as parents to define it to a young person to let them know what a quality relationship is. And talk about relationships on the Internet rather than thou shall not and who you talking to, but talk to them about what do we know about that person? Do we know if they're a male or a female? Do we know if they share our values? Um, if there's a million people in the world, what percentage of them are bad guys? And more important for them not to go into these Internet relationships with their heart on their shoulder, believing this is going to be their next found love. Those kinds of relationships end up being very, very painful, and your child can easily get hurt. And I do believe that it's important that we begin to address this. Uh, A fascinating argument I had with myself on this radio show is that most kids don't don't have a healthy relationship, a sexual relationship defined for them before they get on the Internet, and so they don't have anything to really compare it to. I think that that's an important discussion that we need to further uh, with parenting because we need to give them a standard, a healthy standard for them to recognize what they're looking for, what's an empowering relationship, and what's an exploitive relationship. Well, we're coming to the end of the show. I appreciate each and every one of you that have listened today. I would encourage you to follow me and kids on Facebook. Uh, you can always email me at opal at million kids. And I really want to say thank you to each and every person that has made these shows possible. The people that will go to meandkids.org and hit that donate button. I truly, truly appreciate that. We cannot stay on the air without support of others. This show goes out to about 15,000 people. We very much appreciate all of you that write to me and say that you never miss the show or that you share it with your family members. I truly appreciate that. We are living in a very interesting time. Our kids will survive it. Some of them will survive it better than others. But I do believe that that we are challenged to be parents in a digital age. And to do that, we have to share with our kids about strength of character. Every time you do what's right instead of what's easy, you know, you don't need somebody else to tell you how good you are. You are a valued and loved and cherished child of God. And we love you and we support you. And you don't have to have a million likes to be pop, to be uh, worthy. Okay, I think that that's a very important discussion to have with your kids. And quite frankly, you don't have to take your clothes off to be popular. In fact, at some point, there isn't much left to take off. And where is it going to end? You know, this is a net zero sum game, if you will. And so it really has to be based on your character, not on your personal appearance. And I believe that that's a very important message to send to our kids. You can write to me at Opal at Me and Kids. Thank you for each and every one that listened to this show. If you want to donate, go to meandkids.org and hit that donate button. We'll see you next Thursday morning, 7 a.m. California time. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.